brought to you by Communications by Design. This is the Transforming Learning Podcast, where we talk with teachers about classroom strategies that elevate teaching and learning. Our mission is to support teachers. So if you hear a strategy or idea that you find helpful, share the episode with others and subscribe to the podcast. We always appreciate feedback, so take a moment to leave a review as well. You can dive deeper into our resources and services or connect with our instructional coaches immediately by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevate edu. We hope you enjoy. That's kind of our entire premise of our classroom is um, how are we going to change the world today? What are we going to do in little ways to make the world a better place? I'm Zach Ripley, and for episode 12, I bring you Mrs. Jackson, a first grade teacher, sharing some very practical strategies for building structure into a first grade classroom and yet creating opportunity for flexibility and empowering first grade students. My name is Jackie Jackson. I'm a first grade teacher. This is my first year with Rockford Public Schools, and I taught five years in Missouri. So as we were just talking, you were sharing that there's particularly some things that are valuable to you in your routines and such, and therefore could be valuable to others. Come back to that again for me. So I use visual timers on my... uh, Board. I used to be a smart board, but I don't have that luxury anymore. Um, they're set to PowerPoints, and it goes through our entire day. There's a number of different things those visual timers do. They, number one, give students a visual as to exactly how much time they have to devote to a task. So the longest set of time I have is 20 minutes for my first graders, and that's going to be a 20-minute literacy round. Um, There is also, for instance, a two-minute timer for transition. So they know at the end of that round they have exactly two minutes to clean up and get to the carpet. If they don't know when that something is coming next, they don't have a reason to get there. Um, So it creates a sense of urgency. Um, And that really goes to executive functioning as well. So helping them hold themselves accountable um, for time functioning. Uh, And very importantly, it holds me accountable for my time. If I am not able to get my guided reading lesson across in that 15 to 20 minutes, then I'm not being effective and I'm not doing my job. Um, One of the things that you were mentioning earlier is why is it valuable that you don't have to, um, you know, kind of like disrupt the progress of what everyone's doing to make sure they know we have, you know, we're starting to get ready for the next thing. Um, Talk about that a little bit more. Uh, Having your routines and procedures set in your classroom makes it much more seamless to go through things quickly. So our day is set and they go through the same transitions all the time. Um, That way, I don't need any kind of attention getter because they know that when my voice comes on, I have something important I have to say. Uh, And I also, I don't repeat myself. I don't have to repeat myself over and over again, um, which is a waste of my time and it's also a waste of their time. I want to respect their time just as much as I want anyone else to respect my my time, including them. Um, In that same sense, a lot of times you'll hear, and, and reasonably so, a teacher will say things like, well, I don't think my students could handle that or I think they need more you know they need the attention getter they need to hear me clap three times like that kind of a reaction um, do you feel the same way or do you feel like you have experienced that or what do you do about that having a very concrete and structured 
classroom comes from my background in city schools where um, my six and seven year olds, my first graders are showing me that they need that structure. They're showing me exactly what they need and I'm going to give them what they need. So uh, my six and seven year olds, my first graders are in charge of themselves and they know that they have that power. So I give all that power to them. If they show me that they need time to transition or need more time to transition, um, we move our timer from two minutes to three minutes because they're showing me that they need more time. Um, and then that time has to come from somewhere, so that comes from our catch-up and pickle time, which is at the end of the day when they catch up on work or pick an activity. One of the things you just articulated, too, that is really powerful is the idea that the students can speak into that situation and that structure. So there can be opportunity for flexibility if needed, and especially if the students can articulate to you, this isn't enough time for us, or we would like to see more or less time with something. Mm -hmm. And then just like if, for instance, reading, if they're showing me that they need help decoding or they need anything else, our life skills and our executive functioning skills are exactly like that, where I'm going to continue teaching if they're showing me they need more time organizing their drawer or they need uh, more structure in putting things back correctly. Um, they need more time communicating with each other. Whatever executive functioning skill they're showing me that they need, that ketchup and pickle time is spent devoted to that, where a lot of times teachers feel like it's a punishment. So like, oh, you can't do this? Well, then you're going to do it during that. But really, this is just a practice time so whatever it is you're showing me you need to practice that is a practice time for whatever skill it is and they see it once you correlate that to oh you're showing me you need to practice this then it's it's not a punishment they're showing me that they need that creating space for that for the executive function for the outside the academic sphere things that as first graders they absolutely need any other thoughts that as you think about um, a conversation with another teacher on this topic is there anything else that you feel like teachers should think about or experiences that contribute to that uh, we talk about focusing on the positive there's a uh there's a book called The Energy Bus by John Gordon that I love, and there's an adult version and a kid's version. Um, so just like I want to focus on the positive, they are also focusing on the positive, um, and we talk about it all the time. So they help me remember to focus on the positive. If we're having a difficult day, all I have to do is find 10 good things happening in the classroom and say those out loud, and then suddenly our entire classroom has turned around into a positive place. Um, and I think teachers really devalue how much impact they have on students' lives, not in the long run, well, yes, in the long run, but also in the short term. That's kind of our entire premise of our classroom is um, how are we going to change the world today? What are we going to do in little ways to make the world a better place? And just for our listeners sake, we're looking at the banner in the room, that <laughs> large banner above the windows that says, how will you change the world today? How can a teacher follow up with you or get connected with you if they want to see or hear more about what happens in your classroom? Another way that has completely changed on how I am able to focus on the positive is through Twitter. Education can be a lonely place sometimes. So our classroom has a Twitter uh, page, which is Mrs. MRS Jackson first. So you can find us there, which uh, we love to share 
And then I adore collaborating with other people and just talking education. I am also available at Jackie, J-A-C-I, Jackson, 122 at gmail.com. Really appreciate your time today and definitely appreciate the insights into dealing with first graders and growing people as opposed to just teaching students. Thanks for listening to Transforming Learning by CBD. Continue the conversation with us by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu where you can contact a coach immediately or browse more resources like this one. For more podcast episodes, visit anchor.fm slash cbdpodcast or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Help us get the word out by leaving a review and rating as well as sharing on your favorite social media platform. Remember to tag at CBD Consulting. Thank you.